I hope it's been fun for you to kind of take this deep dive into talking about eggs this week as we prepare our hearts and our lives for Easter. And today I'm going to wrap up with talking not about an actual egg, but about more of the plastic fun filled Easter eggs that a lot of us probably have floating about our house, depending on the ages and stages of your kids. I remember this used to keep my kids entertained for hours and it drove me crazy because by the time Easter came, I just wanted those little plastic eggs gone. But when my kids were little and I was staying home with them and they weren't yet of school age, we would have Easter egg hunts all the time. And one of the things that we did many, many years ago, and we still do now with my kids being school age, we normally save it for Good Friday or Saturday of Easter weekend to do. But depending on the ages and stages of your kids and how often they're home, you maybe have already done this this week or want to incorporate it into the coming holiday weekend. And that is doing an Easter egg lunch. And I'm going to walk you through kind of the steps of this, the tips I have, and just some of the different ways that I've done this with my kids over the years in hopes that it might give you an easy option to enjoy Easter a little bit more before all those plastic eggs get put away. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the Veggies and Virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. If you're one of the OGs around here, you've probably been following me for the six plus years since I started Veggies and Virtue on Instagram and really even probably closer to like seven years, I guess now, I'm almost eight, that I started doing it on Instagram just as my oldest was little and I was staying home with her and sharing her lunch boxes and just different things we were doing with her, especially since I realized really early on that she was what is often confer- referred to as a picky eater. And so one of the things that we did in what I'll say those early days of motherhood with her and then even as we added to our family is we often did muffin tin Mondays. Now, again, if you've been around a while, you remember this used to be a big thing. I used to do it. I should say a big thing. It used to, it used to be a reoccurring thing, a predictable thing that pretty much every Monday I would post a muffin tin meal. My kids were always home on Mondays. They went to school pre or they went to preschool Tuesday, Thursdays. And so Mondays is kind of our muffin tin meal. And it gave me as a mom, just such an easy pass because with having kids who were never innately just the most adventurous eaters, I realized really quickly and easily how I could easily get in a rut with what I was offering them each day for lunch. And so one of the things we started doing early on was putting out a muffin tin, AKA the tin that you bake your muffins in. And I would just fill each of the little compartments. You could do, you know, depending on what muffin tin you have, you know, we had one that had just six that sometimes I would do just one for my daughter, but more often than not, I would do the muffin tin for a dozen muffins and I would fill it with just a bunch of different things. And I would try and, you know, capitalize on different food groups and different shapes and colors and tastes and textures. But when it was just my oldest and I, just she and I would sit down and I would get to role model and we would get to have food play and we would explore this muffin tin together as our lunch on Mondays. And then as it evolved, then we got to doing it with my daughter as she came along. And then with my son, I would do it for all three of them. And I should probably do a post exclusively just on 
muffin tin meals or what used to be muffin tin Mondays in our house. But the reason I bring this up is because it would have been probably six plus years ago that I found myself turning that into an Easter egg hunt and meal. And so you can do this really two ways. You can just open up Easter egg halves and put it in an open carton of eggs. So you would just have the ones that, you know, have the little egg slot. You can cut off the lid if you want. Honestly, you could probably cover the lid to keep it covered until you're ready to serve it. And you could just have each egg already open with a random assortment of items inside each of those egg halves. Or what we've also done, which the kids think is really fun, is I'll fill a whole bunch of different Easter eggs. And, you know, obviously I probably should air this episode a little bit earlier in the future because if we have egg containers, I'll save egg containers for a couple of weeks leading up to Easter. Or if you buy some of those like confetti eggs, you may have Easter eggs lying around. If you're boiling a bunch of eggs, you might already have however many egg cartons that you need. For me and my three kids, I would probably want three different ones. So as they go hunting for Easter eggs, then they can come back, they can put their eggs into their egg carton and they can open it up and have a lunch. Of course, we would allow them to trade and things like that in case one child got all of something and another child, you know, had all of something else. But it can be a really fun way to just kind of get them engaged and excited about what's being offered. That helps just kind of boost the morale, especially if you're offering some learning it foods or foods that they're less familiar with. But it gives a really festive and fun approach to something like a muffin tin meal. So I want to encourage you to kind of think through if and how this might be a fun thing for you to do, especially if you're preparing, say, a big meal for Easter Sunday or you have to prepare some sort of a dish to bring to a Easter lunch or dinner with family or friends, then this can be one that keeps your kids a little occupied a little bit longer. Honestly, depending on the age and stage of your kids, my kids now can fill eggs and kind of do this for each other even. And so it's an easy way to add in some variety, get out of the rut, but also add some just fun, festive food play to the mix for your family. So first and foremost, as I mentioned, you want to get your plastic eggshells and egg cartons, however many you consider yourself to need. At least a dozen or at least one egg carton with a dozen spots, I would say, is ideal per child. Or, you know, if your kids are willing to share, you could always do like the egg cartons that we get from Costco are with two dozen. You could cut the lid off that. And then you can decide, do you want to just fill it open egg as if it was, say, like a muffin tin? Or do you want to go ahead and fill eggs? and hide them around the house so that your kids can find them. Now this said, make sure you know where you hide them because if you put something that's perishable, let's say like a fruit or a veggie or cheese or meat in that egg, the egg goes missing, just like we wouldn't want hard boiled eggs to go missing in our house for long periods of time. We also don't want to have these eggs go missing. So I would say definitely know how many eggs you fill so you know how many eggs your kids need to be able to find and then invite them to go find it, come back to the table and put it in their egg carton tray. Now, I know the next place your brain is probably going is what food should you put in these eggs for this Easter egg meal? Please do not overthink this. This was so much of why I loved Muffin Tin Mondays was because I could put whatever little tail ends of this, that, or the other I had into little muffin containers. And it didn't have to be like a large amount but I could use up a lot of the, you know, last handful of blueberries, the end of the bag of crackers, the lone cheese stick in the fridge, different things like that, and yet make it look like I really put some effort in. 
but I didn't. It was really just using up what we had on hand. So I want that to be your starting place with what ideas you come up with to put into these Easter eggs. You do not need to make a grocery run to get things to put in these eggs. I promise you, you already have plenty of things at home and already on hand that you can absolutely use. The biggest caution I would say here is that it obviously has to be something that's small enough to fit in the plastic eggs that you're filling, but we do want to be conscientious that it's not a choking hazard. So while grapes cut up hot dogs or sliced cheese sticks could fit in an egg, make sure that you're being careful to the age and stage of your child. Make sure that after they hunt for these eggs, if that's the approach that you're going to use, that they are seated in proper positioning so that they can eat and not be running around with food in their hands or being exposed to any choking hazards. So some of the ideas that I have done over the years, again, you can think of anything possible. If you have a love it, like it, learning it list, that's a great place to start. I often will come up with at least six different things and I'll fill six eggs of each. So if I have enough of each thing, again, if it's like the last box of raisins or the tail end of our Cheerios or something like that, and I can't fill six eggs worth, then that's totally fine. But it's a lot easier for me to think of what are six different things I could offer and do I have six eggs worth of them? Then each of my kids get a dozen eggs and we get variety in theory with six options. We can cover all the different food groups because I can think through, okay, what fruit, veggie, grain, protein, dairy, and fat option do I want to be including? And of course, some of the foods may be combined options, but I think that's the simplest way to kind of start thinking through it if you're looking for how to simplify this and not necessarily come up with 36 different ideas. Again, you want to make sure that you take count and you know how many eggs you're filling up front so that you know how many eggs you need to find. If in when any eggs go missing and maybe there's some perishable items that you don't want to spoil in your home. Now, this is not going to be an exhaustive list, but I figured I could take about just a minute per food group and brainstorm some ideas with you that are small, nutritionally dense options that you could include in this little Easter egg carton muffin tin meal type meal. So first and foremost, as we talk about fruits, fruits tend to be one of the easier ones I find because you can do anything from dried fruit, like dried raisins, dried cranberries, dried apricots. You could also do things like freeze-dried fruit, if that's something that you have on hand. I know my kids love freeze-dried strawberries specifically. Those definitely fit. You could also do things like blueberries or raspberries or blackberries. Raspberries might be a little soft to kind of get shooken around in the egg, but you could do any little berries like that. You could do little segments of oranges or little cut up pieces of apple. Again, just be careful of choking hazards as needed. But you could also do cut up grapes or something like cut up fruit leathers. If you have anything like that that you wanted to cut up and put in there, that kind of also serves as just a fruit option and or something that's just kind of sweet and fun for them. So next up, I would say for veggies, I know some of the different ones we've done. Again, you can do freeze-dried vegetables. You can do those little pea crisps. Those are a great veggie source that kind of acts also as like a cracker chip. You could fill it with things like cut up carrots. Again, noting the choking hazard, you could put frozen peas. They'll thaw out a little bit as they run around. You could honestly bake tater tots, let them cool off a little bit, put a little potato or a sweet potato tot or a normal tater tot that you maybe cooked in the air fryer in those eggs 
or add some just fresh veggies. It could be a small broccoli floret. It could be a little slice of cucumber, uh, cherry tomato. Again, with any of these things, be cognizant of the age and stage your kids at if you need to modify as a choking hazard. But those can be some easy veggie options. As we go into things like starches or grains, this is one that tends to be pretty easy to come up with for our kids. But you could look at any small cracker. Obviously, bunny crackers are kind of a fun option right now with it being Easter, but you could also do any low sugar cereal. This might be things like Cheerios or any sort of oat O's, um, puffins. It could be something like a Kix or a Chex cereal, or again, whatever cereal your family already has on hand. If you wanted to bulk up the meal a little bit, this kind of gets us into some of the other food groups, but you could also say make something like a bagel and cream cheese cut it up into small pieces and just put like a piece in each. So if I was doing this for one child, I could do, you know, and say we have those mini bagels at home, I could cut it up into say six pieces. That could be six of the Easter eggs and, you know, they could sort of out. So again, it's spreading a larger item into smaller pieces so that you can um, offer it up in the eggs and it would still fit like something like that. As I talk about the cream cheese in a bagel, you can also cut up any cheese. You could do cheese cubes. You could cut up a cheese stick if you wanted. Depending on the size of the egg, you might be able to fit something like a baby bell, or you could cut a baby bell up, spread it out amongst the eggs that way as well. When it comes to kind of blending the dairy, the fat, the protein, the different food groups that you might see here, some other options you might think of, again, if choking hazards are not concerned, you could do things like trail mix or any single nut you could do any of those little fruit and nut bites i've shared them before some of the ones that my kids love that kind of already come in little squares in a larger bag those fit perfectly in an egg those you know nut based they have dried fruit in them they often have like chia seeds things like that but you also could say cut up something like a lara bar or any type of granola bar or fruit and nut bar that you might have at home already obviously the full bar is going to be a little too big for the egg but to spread that nutrition out across a few different eggs, you could cut up something like that as well. You could also maybe go ahead and put some peanut butter on crackers, put those in again as more of a combined option. Those little tiny crackers that you can find that you could put some peanut butter on and make a little peanut butter sandwich in there. You could do something like that. The same could be said, you could smear some avocado on a cracker, put a cracker on there. Again, if they're going to be eating it quickly, you don't have to worry about this getting as soggy but you could do that just to add a little bit more nutrition so that there's a little bit more of a fill factor to this kind of snack style lunch. You can also do things like roll up little bits of lunch meat like turkey or ham. You could do um, little pepperoni pieces. You could do a half or a quarter of a boiled egg inside of these eggs, however you want to do it. Then last but not least, as a Christian mom, we always have an empty egg to represent the tomb being empty on Easter Sunday. And so whatever number of eggs you choose to do, if this aligns with your family values, I encourage you to always add one extra egg at the end. Once you've filled, say, all 36, add one extra. Or if you want to fill 35 and leave the 36 empty, my kids always find it really, really fun to find who gets the empty egg on Easter or anytime we do an Easter egg hunt. So that's a fun way to kind of bring the true meaning and the symbolism of what Jesus has done for us into an activity like this at and around Easter time. 
So whether you choose to do this as kind of a fun and engaging snack option or to kill some time over the holiday weekend and bring still some fun and festive flair into it, I hope that you will see this as just a special way to spend time with your kids. 